Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. Let's just get into this because I don't want to cry right now. All right, bow your heads, close your eyes right where you're at. Uh, God, we thank you so much this morning for this time, Lord. Uh, We're grateful to be in your presence, God. Grateful for uh, what it is you have in store for us. I pray that every person here this morning would just prepare themselves, Lord. Uh, I know you're going to do a work in us. And we just pray, God, that we would give you full control of everything and anything, Lord. Uh, We love you. We need you. In Jesus' name we all say, amen. Um, Man, this year has been a crazy year. As as PD said, um, this is our last day of of graduating our master's commission students uh, tonight. And... uh, they know this year has been a crazy year for us, a lot of ups and downs. You guys know when you have a group of people together, uh, it can get chaotic, it can get crazy, um, but you, you also have your, your smooth rides as well. So this past year, one thing that we felt like uh, it's been a year of for us, we were kind of just talking about it, thinking about it, like what, what is the theme of this year, right? And the only word we could come up with is exposed. Everyone say exposed. So we're going to be talking about exposed this morning, and uh, just out of curiosity, how many of you, when you hear the word exposed, you automatically connote it with something negative, or you think negative, like, oh, someone's going to expose me, just by a show of hands, you think something negative, All right, cool, hands down, uh, what about for some of you, when you hear exposed, you think positive, like, this, is, this could be a good thing, anybody, oh, it's more negative than, than positive, it's all good, it's all good, and, and so there's a, this spectrum, I guess you can say, right, you have uh, people that are so open so exposed, if you will, they're, um, they're the ones that will um, just randomly vomit their life out to you right? and tell you everything, their business, everything that's going on. Like, there's those people, and then there's the other side of the spectrum of people where they're just very closed off, very private, like to keep to themselves, don't want nobody to know. And so I've had a, a, a good variety of those students these past five years, and uh, the beginning of the year is always the cool part for us. Right? It's where we love each other. It's where we're all closer to God. It's where we're all like, man, you know, we're away from what's normal to us. We're usually, uh, we're not doing devotions on a regular or praying on the regular, you know, as we are in master's commission. So prior to master's, uh, there's our regular life. And then when you come in, you're all spiritual all of a sudden, right? You love God a little bit more uh, in master's commission. And so that's how it is for us always at the beginning, right? And then October comes. School starts in September. October comes. Puppet master season, right? That, you know, saying I love you to everyone you used to say I love you to in September, you hate everybody, right? It's, it's crazy. If you are an alumni student in here, you know what, I'm, what I mean, right? You go through this season where you're just like, man, I, you know, even towards the end of the year where it's like, what's really, really going on, you know? What are they trying to, why is this person talking to me like that? I have rights and all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. And so the beginning of the year, we love it because you're being uh, exposed to the good parts of you, Right? Uh, God speaks to some of us for the first time. Uh, we get visions, dreams, right, at the beginning of the year. And then there's the end of the year where God starts to get a little bit more real with us, right? He starts pulling some things out of, 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 of hidden junk that we didn't even know existed in us. And we're like, oh, so we're being exposed to the goods, the talents, and the treasures. But we're also being exposed to all this other stuff that's going on inside of us. And that could be a little uh, uncomfortable and, and not fun at times, Right? And so with that, there's good exposure, which is discovering all these cool things. And then there's not necessarily bad, but an uncomfortable exposure. And so there's this vulnerability that takes place when you're exposed. When you become vulnerable, you become exposed. And that's kind of open-ended there, right? It could be good or bad. When you become vulnerable, think of the, the, the young lady uh, whose dad walked out on her life. 
uh, doesn't have a tight relationship with her family, and she starts dating immediately, right? She's vulnerable, and so therefore she's exposed. Then the next young man that walks into her life, right, could probably take advantage of her a little bit more, or, or, you know, or, or maybe it could be the best ride of her life, whatever the case. But when you're vulnerable, you're exposed, right, good and bad. Or even for some of you guys that, that have received Christ as your personal Savior, right? The moment you said yes to God, it's like, cool, let's do this. But later on, it's like, oh, shoot, you got to check on that door too? You got to check on, you know, in, in the closet and all these different hidden areas of our life. So, so there's the great things that we get to be exposed to, but there's also the not-so-great things that a lot of us get uncomfortable with. And so when you become vulnerable, you're at this place where you're exposed. There's nothing you can do about it. Right? In different situations, you can think of it. In Psalm 139, verses 23 to 24, it simply says this. The psalmist David says, investigate. Everyone say investigate. investigate. Investigate my life, O God. Find out everything about me. Cross-examine and test me. Get a clear picture of what I'm about. See for yourself whether I've done anything wrong. Then guide me on the road to eternal life. Pretty much what the psalmist David here is pretty much saying is, listen, do you, God. I'm here to be examined. Some versions say, search my heart, oh God. Some versions say, inspect me, right? It's when you're at this place where you're like, I don't mind being exposed before you. And that's what the psalmist David here is saying. He says, I'm all yours. Show me my strengths, but at the same time, show me the areas that I'm weak at, right? You know, congratulate me if you need to, but at the same time, if I need to get a kick in the butt every now and then, God, that, I'm here for that. I'm, I'm ready. I'm exposed to you, and I want to see what you need to do in my life. And so... I have a question for you guys. When was the last time you asked God to investigate your life? Right? Think about that for a second. The last time like you legit were in your prayer time or at your office at work or, or, or in, you know, running a business and, and you just sat there and you're like, you know what, God? Investigate my life. Right? We know what the word investigate means. When you have um, the FBI doing an investigation or, 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 or police or, or they're trying to figure out a crime scene or, or something of that nature, there's some investigation that goes on. They inspect in detail, carefully, of what took place, how it took place, who was involved in the whole nine yards. And that's in essence what David is saying here. Investigate my life, God. Inspect me. Use a magnifying glass if you need to. Right? Check out some areas in my life. And he was okay with being exposed before the presence of God for God to do some work in him. But when was the last time we were okay with that? When was the last time? Because we just saw in that little poll earlier that a lot of us automatically connote exposed with a negative thing. That means, oh, no, 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 God. I don't want nobody to see, you know. I know I'm called to speak, but I don't know if they were trying to see all this other stuff going on. Right? I know that I'm called to, to run a business. I know I'm called to, 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 to lead a ministry or whatever God has called you to do. We know we're called to those things, but when it comes to investigating our lives, those, there's those doors we just don't want nobody to open. But that's not the approach that, that the psalmist David took here. When was the last time you asked God to investigate your life? And if we're being honest, if if, 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 if a police were ever to come up to you or the FBI, they're trying to figure some things out and they want to search your home or in, inspect your, your house or your car, right? Usually when you're reluctant or you're hesitant, what does that mean? Yeah, you're guilty. You're hiding something, right? I mean, I, I know in 2018, right, we have rights. I know that, you know, well, you know you, we want to practice. And that's good that we want to practice. But, but generally speaking... Right? If someone comes up to you and you know you got something in there you, you shouldn't have, right? And, and they say, hey, let me check your trunk. Right? Like, 
why you got to check my trunk for it, right? Get all defensive and whatnot, right? Your house, usually when you're reluctant, it's because you're hiding something. So if you never really uh, found yourself asking God that question in a while, maybe it's because we're hiding something. Maybe it's because there's something we don't want him to know about us or something we want him to figure out, right? And that's crazy to me because it's like if you really, really think about it, we, you're going to see in detail in a second when, when Master's Commission uh, uh, does, does this in the video, you, when you know whose table you're on, when you know who's molding you, who's shaping you, it's like all of that. And he knows everything already from beginning to end. He knows your life. He knows the mistakes you've made. He knows the doors, your addictions you struggle with, the hidden life that you hide. He knows all of that about you already, right? But yet when it comes to us saying, hey, God, man, investigate my life, a lot of us don't want to take that approach because we get scared because we're hiding something, not knowing he already knows it, but he's just waiting for us to come forward and to say, I need your help. Help me out, God. I'm exposed to you. I want to know the good about me, but I also want to know some things I got to work with. Some things I gotta handle in my life. If you can't pray David's prayer of, of Psalm 139, then, then there's obviously something that we're hiding. It's hurt, it's addiction, it's a hidden lifestyle, it's brokenness, it's a rotten past. There's something we're hiding. But I love what Jeremiah 18, 1 through 6 says. You guys are, might be familiar with the story. Jeremiah 18, 1 through 6 says, This is the message that came to Jeremiah. Everyone say Jeremiah from the Lord. Jeremiah, go down to the potter's house. I will give you my message there. So I went down to the potter's house and saw him working with clay at the wheel. He was making a pot from clay, but there was something wrong with the pot, so the potter used that clay to make another pot. With his hands, he shaped the pot that he, in the way that he wanted it to be. Then this message from the Lord came to me, family of Israel, you know that I can do the same thing with you. You are like clay, the clay in the potter's hand, and I'm the potter. This message is from the Lord, right? Jeremiah goes and he sees this, 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 this potter just making this clay, right? And he's just watching it from a regular perspective, right? Molding, shaping it, doing all these cool things with it. And then later on, Jesus, God tells him, like, I can do the same thing with your life. I can do the same thing if you would just allow me to grab a hold of you and, and do and, and shaping and characterizing and all these different things. If you would allow me to just be, to, 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 to um, uh, be a potter in your life, you will see all these things take place. And, and one of the hardest things, that, oh, I'm sorry, real quick, just the process of, of, a, of a clay vessel or the process of a potter, right? First, the potter starts out with a lump of clay, right? I, I don't have that on the screen for you. They, they, they have a lump of clay on there. And then they, they is it knead it or net it? You need, need it, knead it, right? You, know, you need it, right? I researched it, but I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, you knead it and you stretch it. You do all these cool things to the clay, right? And then, you begin to work and make a shape out of it. After you're done, you know, kneading it or, and, and stretching, you make a shape out of it. After the shape is formed, you dry it, you put it on a shelf. After that, you bake it. After it's done drying, you bake it for a little bit. And then once you, you're done baking it, you paint it, and then boom, it's sold, right? You sell it, and, and you get some good product and, and, and some good business out of that, right? But, but one of the hardest things about being exposed is being shaped, right? It's one of the hardest things about being exposed is, is when you're on that table and you're being shaped or you're being formed. Right. Because in those moments, nobody wants to go through that process. Right. Nobody wants to go through that process of 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 of, of you know, tell me the things I'm good at, God. But but ah, I don't want them to know these things that I struggle with. I don't want them to know all these hidden parts of me. Right. Dealing with the hidden things, broken pieces, unwanted parts. 
One thing I, I, that uh, Pastor Nick enlightened me with is the product isn't useful until it's put into the fire. I'm going to say that one more time. The product isn't useful until it's put into the fire. We don't like going through these struggles. We don't like going through all these different things. But if only we understood, we're not going to be useful unless we're put in the ringer for a little bit, right? You want the perfect life. You want, you know, God to just, you know, be, you know, you don't want to go through any struggles or endure any pain. Like, you're not going to be useful, though. That's why a lot of us have a lot of bumps and bruises. A lot of us come from different backgrounds, a lot of different situations that, that have uh, things that have happened to us, negative things that have happened to us, right? And we don't want it. We don't want to embrace it. We don't want nothing to do with it. But if you think about it, you're not useful unless you're put in the ringer. You're not useful unless you've, you've been put through some things, right? And I've said this a million times before that it, it makes sense later on because there's somebody that went through the same exact thing that you went through and you're able to kind of navigate them through that, right? You're, there, there's purpose to your pain all of a sudden, right? Before it was just agony, before it was, it was hard to go through, before it was hard to deal with, but, but after a while, right, you start realizing later on in life, like, oh, shoot, like, I'm able to help other people that are facing similar situations. The product isn't useful until it's, uh, unless it's put into the fire. We have to understand the process of that fire, what it's doing to us, right? The struggles that we're enduring, what it's doing to us. And, 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 and so if you're put in too long, right, you're going to shatter easily. If you're put in um, um, too, you're, you're, you're brought out too soon as pottery, speaking as pottery, if you're brought out too soon, right, then you're, you're still a little um, wet and you're not dried properly. So there's no form or shape to you. So you're pretty much useless, right? And so how do you know that it's the right temperature of when you're ready to come out. Pinnick was telling me the pottery begins to sing. Or the, 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 the thing that, yeah, the pottery begins to sing. It gives out this screaming sound like, is that real? And I looked it up, and it was real on YouTube, right? The pottery begins to sing. That's how you know when it's ready, right? Think about what I'm saying this morning. When you begin to sing in the midst of being in the heat, that's how you know you're ready. That's how you know you're ready to come out. Right? A lot of us, take me out now, God. That's me, bro. That's me with this pregnancy. I'm sorry. I, can't, I, I speak to the youth group all the time, and I, but, but that's me going through this pregnancy. Oh, my goodness. Like, Lord, take her out already. Right? I got one more month left. It's like, it feels like two years or three years. Right? But that's me complaining. But if only understood, right, there's something baking in there, and there's something, and if it comes out too soon, it's premature. But if she stays in in just the right time, just the right temperature, she's going to come out right when she needs to, right? And I feel like some of us need to be reminded of that this morning, right? We just got to gotta stay and bake a little bit longer until you're able to turn your situations into a song, until you start singing and celebrating, right? Before it was complaining, God this, God that, but all of a sudden it's God, I thank you that I went through that because there's something that's going to come out of it. There's something that's going to come out of it. There's something great that's going to happen out of this. The product isn't useful until it's put into the fire. And one thing we have to remember, this is what we get embarrassed about. We're broken. We're we're damaged. Nobody's going to use this. Broken pieces can be redeemed. There's a purpose for it. When you're broken, you can be redeemed. A lot of us feel like that's it for us. We're done. We cheated or or, 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 or we're uh, committing adultery, right? All these different things. Or or we, you know, um, we're dishonest with the business, right? Oh, we're done. That's it. My reputation is ruined. Broken pieces can be redeemed. God can make something out. There's a lot of mistakes I've made in my past. 
And I'm grateful. I'm only 29 years young, right? But, but God's redeeming me. He's doing something special in me. And so lastly, the pottery already has a vision for the clay before it gets on the wheel, right? God already has a, a vision of what he wants before he puts you on the wheel, right? But a lot of us, no, God, no, I don't want people to see. I don't want them to know this. I don't want them to know that. You, he already has a vision for you. He already knows your hangups. He already knows the things you're going to struggle with. He already knows your strengths. He already knows what you're great at. If you would just be still and let the potter do what the potter does best and stay on the wheel because he has a vision. Even when you break and crumble, there's a vision for that. Even when you're, you're bent the wrong way, there's a vision for that. But one thing I realize about us is the process is more important than the product. We just want the product. Put me out on the market and sell me. I'm good to go. But the process is more important than the product. The process is more important than the product. A lot of us want to go out there and, and, and let me lead this ministry. I'm ready to go, God. I'm ready to go. But if you would understand the process that you're in right now, the suffering you're enduring right now, all of that is more important than the product itself. There's something beautiful that he's making out of it. And so I'm, I'm going to have one of my students come up here and just share uh, for, for a few minutes, right? This year has been a year of exposure for her for sure, good and bad, Right? And so I'm going to have uh, Vi come up. If you would help me welcome Vi up here. I don't know the next one. And she's just going to share a little bit uh, about her, her journey this past season. Good morning. <laughs> How are you guys doing? Okay. Um, my name is Vi, for those of you who don't know me. And um, I'm a first-year master's commission student. And i just like to thank Pastor T for giving me this opportunity to share how this one word, exposed, has played out in these last um, nine months of my life. And I think like what PT was saying, when you hear the word exposed, we usually connect it with something negative because maybe the way that we've experienced it or maybe the way that um, society has displayed it to us, when we hear that someone has been exposed, it's usually not a good thing. It's usually something in, something you've done in the dark, now it's coming into the light and the, for all to see. And it, the word exposed, it ruins reputations, it embarrasses people, but I can honestly say that throughout these last nine months, the word exposure and this process of being exposed has been nothing but beautiful, and it's not, um, of course, it's not fun all the time, it's, it's really not, it stretches you a lot, but in the end, it's so worth it, and just reflecting on this, these last nine months um, and this process of being exposed, uh, if you would have asked me in the, a few months ago how being exposed was or what the difficult part was, I would have told you that make, making the decision to be exposed is what's the hardest part. Being able to say, God, I trust you with my life. I'm going to be vulnerable, and here I am. Mold me, break me, and do all that. And I thought that was the hardest part. But now, looking back, I realize that that was not the hardest part. The hardest part is staying committed to the process and not wanting to jump off the wheel every time something gets harder. Or when you're in the midst of the fire, not wanting to get off every time something happens. And I, I say this because when you make the decision to go onto the wheel and step onto the, the potter's wheel and allow him to mold you and break you and expose you, you think that you're exposing yourself to God, but really that's not even the case. God already knows everything about you. He knows what you've been hiding. He knows the things that you've done. And we think that we're exposing ourselves to God, but really God is exposing us to ourselves. He's telling us, he's literally showing us all the things that we never knew existed. He's showing us all the things that um, 
we're embarrassed about, things that, situations that have affected us in the past, old memories, past situations, emotions, feelings, all these things come up. And we see all these things as weaknesses. And it's so easy, at least for me, to, during this time, want to um, depend more on my strengths in these times and, and just shut out my weaknesses because I want to just hold on to my strengths. But it, I realized, and I came to this realization that our greatest strengths aren't the ones that we're naturally born with. They're not the one that the ones that were the skills that were already given, it's the ones that are, are birthed out of our weaknesses because that's a time where we have to depend on God the most. And I just want to encourage you that when you're in the fire, when you're getting molded and broken, God's not showing you these weaknesses to make you embarrassed. He's not showing you these weaknesses just because he can. He's showing you to, to you to make you well, to make you whole. And it's not always going to feel great at that moment. It's really not. But when you allow him to really mold you and break you, you'll be able to see things that you never knew existed. And so I'm just grateful for this exposure process, and that's what it's been like for me. And so in a second here, we're going to go ahead and watch a video that, um, a short video that Master's Commission put together. And it basically summarizes what this exposure process has been for us as a team. And so would you please do me a favor and turn your attention to the screen? Ashamed. Insecure. Rejected, unqualified, damaged. You name it. We made our beds in the shadows of our deepest and darkest secrets. In the open space, we found a corner to hide. We sat on stages, but even those in the front row couldn't see the walls we made. Excellent at cover-ups. Professional in impersonations. Great at entertaining. Perfect at pretending. We are the hole in the wall covered by the family photo. The stain on the carpet hidden under the beautiful patterned rug. We will never be enough. Guilty of fraud, convicted of nothing but the spirit. Freedom surrounds us, but we are bound in between the chains of our imperfections. Preachers of healing, ministers of counsel, servants of anyone in need, yet slaves to the demon underneath. No one knows. No one can know. But in the midst of all this darkness, our hearts remember the light. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And all are justified freely by His grace. We illuminate. Standing on the peak of desperation. No filters, no edits, no cares. This is the raw. Uncut. Unfinished. Unreserved. Unapologetic display of the real us. So let the spotlight shine on the blemishes of our insecurities. Open the curtains of our deepest wounds. Break down the walls of fear. Put us at the center of the stage. Broken, bare, and beautiful. We are exposed. Would you do me a favor? Would you just bow your heads and close your eyes where you're at? It's interesting because uh, I know a lot of us understand and, and, and feel, right? We can, it resonates with our spirit, with, with what you just saw right before your eyes. Listen, I'm unsure if, if you're at a point where you've given up on God because you just feel like he's always letting you down. One thing I love about this story is because if you know whose table you're on, if you trust the potter and let him do what he knows he's, he's capable of doing, everything will be made well for you. You just got to trust the process and understand that that's more important than what you're going to turn into. So real quick, you're, you're here this morning, first of all, and, and man, you don't even know Jesus. You just stumbled upon our service or, or you're here and, and, and you've heard of him, but you're not really familiar. But t- today you feel like there's something in your heart that just wants to rekindle or connect with them again. If you're here this morning and you kind of walked away from Jesus or you never met him before, I kind of want to throw a net out there to you. If you want to receive him in your life as your personal Lord and Savior, 
right where you are, I'm going to simply count to three and I'm just going to ask you to raise your hand. And this is not to embarrass you like we've been saying the past 30 minutes. But this is just so you can be exposed to someone we know who can help you to mend those hurts in your life. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cwcbayarea.